Welcome to the podcast. We're so glad you're joining us here today. Today's a very special one because we have my good friend, Pastor Oscar Sosa from Montreal, Quebec, Good News Chapel. Pastor Oscar, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Honestly, it's a pleasure to be here. It is, it's so much fun to do ministry with friends. Absolutely. And uh, there's no, I was just talking to my wife before, there's very little relationship stronger than a kingdom relationship, kingdom friendship. And so it's an honor to be a friend of yours. Um, I actually had him on to do this one, and, and this is the topic the Lord gave me, four hindrances to growth, because Pastor Oscar is someone who is constantly pushing forward. He's never stagnant. He's never idle. He never just stops and takes his foot off the pedal. There's always another level, and he knows how to get there. He's taken a young adult group in Montreal to another level, and uh, he's always taking actionable steps to the next level. So, uh, Pastor Oscar, we're going to do four hindrances to growth today, and I want to start it off with point number one, which is, the, and I, in my opinion, the biggest hindrance to all growth, whether it be spiritual, whether it be in your business, whether it be in your, uh, in, in your career, wherever it is, I feel like looking back at the negative past mm. is the worst thing that people can do. Before I, I hand it off to you, I want to read Joshua chapter 1. Joshua 1 verses 3 to 9. This is what the Bible says. Just to like, because before we get into the actual points, we have to understand God desires growth. That God yes. desires increase for us. That's not something that, you know, it's, you know, religion actually teaches people it's wrong to desire. It's wrong to increase. It's wrong. You should stay poor and stay pious. Whereas the Bible teaches the complete opposite. This is what Joshua says. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I've given you. That means no limits. Everywhere you go is place is takeover land. From the wilderness of this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and of the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. That's talking about unhindered progress. I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. That's the source of our increase. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you'll divide them uh, as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do everything that the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law, this is extremely crucial to everything I just read. Because he says, all these things I want to give you. I want to increase you. I want to bring you into an amazing destiny. I want to advance you in an accelerated manner. But he then says, this book of the law should never depart from your mouth. You shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according. So that means there's something you can do to add to your increase. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you everywhere you go. So the Bible says that God desires to prosper you and give you good success. Not just any type of success, but good success. So in point number one, look back at negative past. Pastor Oscar, is there anything else you want to add well, to? Just before we go into the points, I love that because the thing is we could almost stop right there 
and just be like, well, that's it. The podcast is done. You know, we just heard a word yeah. of the Lord being spoken. We heard the instruction. We have an understanding of what God wants for our lives. So we could literally stop right there. Obviously, we're going to elaborate a little bit more. But as you were reading, it's it's unbelievable how sometimes the religious circles, what they want to do is they want to, you know, they, they want to make you feel bad for actually pursuing success, right? And people buy into that. They actually buy into, you know, uh, we don't talk about success in church. We don't talk about money in church. We don't yeah. talk about growth in church. But yet, all the same people who are telling you that outside of church, they're pursuing careers. They're pursuing, you know, how, you know, how, how, how could I, how could I multiply my business? How could I pl- multiply my my life? And when they achieve it, the crazy thing is, they say, "Well, it, it's by the grace of God. It's because of God." But yet, they don't want to talk about it. So I love that you you pointed out from Scripture straight from the beginning, so that w- there's no misunderstanding for everybody who's listening that God wants us to increase. God wants us to have growth. God wants us to multiply. Man, you could be you see it right from the beginning in Genesis, right? The Lord called us to multiply, to have dominion. Right. So it's right from the beginning. That's so right. so I love that you said. It. So go ahead. Yeah. So I, and you know I, I love that you brought that up. That it's a command to multiply. In Genesis 1, it was not, hey, if you feel like it, if ever you have some spare time. No, he actually says, now be fruitful and multiply, yeah. subdue the earth, have dominion. Yeah, That shows you something that whatever God's called you to, whether it be in ministry, in government, in career, whatever, business, God wants you to have dominion in that area. God wants you to be the cream of the crop in that area. There should not, you know, Psalm 87, I love it. It says, of Mount Zion, the world, like there's a song that they sing, all my fountains are in you, Lord. Yep. And and they quote Psalm, Psalm 87, but it's actually not uh, correctly interpreted because Psalm 87 isn't talking about all our fountains are in you, Lord. Psalm 87 is actually referring to uh, the fact that God is going to elevate Zion, which is the church in prophecy, to a level where if you read Psalm 87, it says, the nations are going to say all our fountains are in Zion, meaning if they want the best accountant, they're going to have to go to the mm-hmm. church. If they want the best uh, landscaper, they're going to have to go to the church. If they want the best uh, solution provider, they're going to have to go to the church. Yeah. The church is going to be the solution provider on planet Earth. So let's get in it. Four hindrances to growth, four main hindrances to growth. I said it before, the main one, I believe, the one that holds people the most back and prevents them from moving forward is looking back at the past. Mm. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 3 that Paul said, he, he started to talk about his past. He said, I was a Pharisee of a Pharisee. I was a Benjamite. But then he moves on to say, but all of it is garbage. All of it, I've thrown it out. All my negative past, persecution of the church, it's garbage. It's rubbish in comparison to what I now do. And he says, uh, not that I've obtained perfection. So he's saying, I'm not, I have not made it yet. Yeah. But one thing I focus, if you actually study the original Greek of this one thing I do, it actually um, is Paul saying, the one thing I focus all my energy on doing. So it wasn't uh, uh, you know, a random thing. Yeah, he just yeah, was yeah. skilled at forgetting. No, he said, I focus all my energy on forgetting those things which are behind and I press towards the goal of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. When you're, con- when you are a victim of your past and constantly reminiscing on negative pasts and everything that's happened to you, all the people that have wronged you, mm-hmm. what never worked out in life, you are taking steps towards stunting your growth yep. permanently, yep. and you you're crippled, paralyzed. 
by by the the things, the horrors of your past. I'm you know, it, 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 not now. Don't think I'm being insensitive by saying this, but it really doesn't matter what has happened to you, because when you understand the power of the cross and the blood of Jesus, it's all washed away. Mm. God press reset on your life. I heard John Osteen say it this way. He said, if you'll go up into heaven and God pulled out his heaven's computer system and they said, let's, let's write your name in. And you went and wrote Pastor Oscar Sosa in the computer uh, mainframe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would come out as empty from your past. There'd Praise be nothing God. there because God pressed delete. He pressed delete. So if God pressed delete, then press delete. Yeah. Because the only one that's going to bring it up is the devil. He's the accuser of the brethren and he does it on purpose so that you don't move forward. Focusing on the past paralyzes you from ever moving in in forward movements 100% like and the thing about like understanding that if God erased it then you know we should also understand that hey if it's been erased I don't need to focus on the past and I think you know just to add to what you said about sometimes people focus on wrong mistakes that they've done but the thing is sometimes what people don't want to let go of is because they've been wrong and therefore they hold unforgiveness And because they hold on forgiveness, they can't move forward. That's right. Because the thing is, they're, 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 you know, somebody wronged them, somebody called them names, somebody did something. And instead of letting go, which frees us, right? Sets yeah. us free. When, when you forgive somebody, you understand that if I've been forgiven, if the Lord Christ forgave me and he pressed the lead, that's, that's what I should be doing for somebody else. Right. And if I don't do it, then definitely I'm not going to be moving forward because my mind is always going to be, I can't believe that person. I can't believe so-and-so, I, uh, you know, and you're always going to be complaining. Have you ever met people? which I have, I'm sure you have, uh, TJ, like where you talk to people and they always bring the same thing yeah, again, absolutely. where it's like that person, that person. And it's like, it's been years. Forget about that person. Forgive them. Put them in the past. Keep moving forward because if you don't, you're not going to keep moving forward. You're not going to uh, attain what God wants for your life. You yes, know, and, and it's a terrible thing. That's why I love that point. It's like, forget everything from the past. And when we say everything, everything, forget everything, Also, at the same time, forgive. Forgive those who in the mm. past have wronged you. Because when you experience that, I'm telling you, there's a freedom that comes when you forgive people. That's right. Uh, it's, I, I'm reminded of David oh. when he first set out to go after Goliath's head. Mm. The first people he encountered were his own brothers that said, hey, you're just a runt. Go back to feeding your father's sheep. He could have literally have just said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a victim. Uh, you know, and had that victim mindset. Nobody ever believed in me. I don't, who cares if nobody believes in yeah. you? God believed enough in you to make you. That's right. And create you. And he created you for an enviable destiny. David could have just, oh, man, everybody's always against me and focused on, you know, how he's been hurt in the mm. past and all that. Instead, he said, you know, All right, you're not. You're wasting my time. Let me go and find yeah. out someone who has the answer. He found out how much it was if he killed Goliath, and he went and did it. Yeah, he refused to be a victim of his past and and people's hurt, uh, what he's been hurt by in the past. Um, number two hindrance to growth, and I want you to lead this out. Sure. And that is despising small beginnings. Sp despising small beginnings. I mean, that's the word. You want to quote quote it? Quote the scripture. The Bible says, I don't know where it is because I don't know. <laughs> But the, well, the Bible does say, do not despise the days of small beginnings. There you go. And, and that is a true statement. But you know what? It's funny that you're making me lead that one. But I, I'm actually going to give the example of your life. Because the thing is, I saw when you first started your YouTube channel. And when you started the YouTube channel, I remember you actually asked me to come on. You asked me to be on your first broadcast. Well, not the first broadcast. One of the one first, first broadcasts. Yeah. And I remember when we were doing it, it's like we were excited 
when there was like 15 people watching, 20 people watching, and then was like, we're like, oh my gosh, we reached like 35. That was great. You know, like, and we were excited about it. But then when you look back right now, it's like, imagine you would have stopped there and you mm-hmm. would have like immediately said, well, you know what? It's really small. I mean, 30 people is 15 people, 20, 20 people is not a lot. I mean, like we see other people broadcasting, other ministers broadcast, and they're getting 2,000 people, 300 people, 500 people. And it's like, we could have stopped there. We could have said, obviously, we don't carry that influence. Obviously, that, that's not going to happen. But no, that's when the moment that we, thank God you had the scripture inside of you that says, do not despise the days that's of right. small beginnings. The beautiful thing is that the Lord actually delights in mm-hmm. the beginnings of something, right? He delights in the beginning. When people start something new, especially when it's commanded by him. So I just, you know, fast forward, right? We look at a couple of, what is it? Two years in? Yeah. We're talking about like two years in that you started your YouTube channel with like over 10,000 subscribers where people around 200 people listening every time you do a broadcast. This is huge. Could you imagine, you know, like 200 people may not sound a lot to maybe those who are getting about 2,000, but when you are getting 10 people on a live, (laughs) when you're getting 20 people on live, 200, it's like, that's amazing. You got to imagine that 200 people, it's about like, it's 200 people in a room. That's how you have sure. to really picture it. That's how, that's the platform that God has given you. But where does it begin? It begins where you don't despise the days of small beginning. You can't say, well, it's just small, this little small ministry. You got to understand that as you are faithful, as you keep doing the things that God's called you to do, as you keep, it's not about hustling. It's just about being obedient and that's being right. consistent. That's a word right there. And if you're obedient and consistent to what the word of the Lord is, you're going to see the fruit. And I believe that that's what you've been seeing, you know, and, and, and it's, I mean, maybe that's why I had to do the point because you're going to talk like that about yourself, you know, oh, this is what I achieved, 10,000 subscribers. That's why I'm doing it for you. Sure. No, but, but it, it is a great testament. So, uh, I, I just love that, you know, it's starting, starting where you're at, whatever God has given you is more than enough for where he wants to take you. Yeah. And, and we've been seeing that even with the, with the group of young adults. I remember when I first took it. You know, we were just a handful of people. And then the Lord was able to multiply to, you know, three times the size, Mm -hmm. which is great. Not just about growth, but what do we see in growth? We see that people are actually being saved. Yeah. People are giving their lives to Christ. That's right. People are being filled with the Holy Spirit. So that's why, you know, when people say, I don't want growth, I say, well, you know what? We're being selfish because we, God has given us a message. And if we don't share that message, we're not being good story what what God has put in our laps. That's right. I'm reminded of the story in 2 Kings chapter 4 of the, the widow who had lost her husband, and now the creditors were coming to take away her house, her children, and make her a slave uh, eventually. And she goes to the prophet and says, you know, this is what they're doing. I need a way out. And you know what the prophet said? And I love it. He said, what do you have in your house? Mm. She's like, I only have a little bit of oil. Well, use it. Yeah, yeah. People like... You know, they're trying to get to a place before they start instead of just starting with what they've got. Being, I love how you said that, that it's not about the hustle. It's about faithfulness and obedience to God's yeah. simple instruction. So he said, what do you have in the house? I have a little oil, but it's not enough. Look at it in the wilderness when yeah. Jesus was going to multiply the fish and the bread. Uh, the disciples replied and was, can we, can we find such a feast like yeah. this in a wilderness? Like, what do we send them back into the city to buy bread for themselves? Jesus said, no, no, no. What do we have? Well, there's a little kid. He's got five bro- yeah. loaves of bread and two fish. But what is that amongst all this multitude? Mm. He's like, have them sit down. And I love what it actually says there. It says, have the people sit down on the grass. Yeah. And the Bible says he multiplied the bread and he gave it to the disciples. And there's a very small detail. I believe it's, a, it's either in Matthew's, account one of the accounts 
It says that he told the disciples to deliver the bread to everyone that was sitting down. Mm. That's a small detail, but it's huge because if someone said, I'm not sitting down, yeah. I'm standing up. They didn't, they didn't follow the simple instruction. They didn't get the bread that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love how you said it's not about the hustle. It's just simple obedience, which this is going to tie into what we just talked about, despising the small beginnings, is going to tie into number three, hindrance to growth, which is comparison to others. Mm. And we're talking about healthy comparison, and we're talking about unhealthy comparison. There is a healthy comparison, which is what I do, what Pastor Oscar does. We look to people who are ahead of us, and we glean from them. The Bible says in Hebrews 6, 12, do not be sluggish. Don't be lazy, but be followers of them who through faith and patience obtain right. the promises of God. So you're setting out to do something. There are people who have obtained what you set out to obtain. You find them, you locate them, you read all they've got, you study their lives, you glean from them. That's a healthy comparison. When it becomes unhealthy, is when you start to get discouraged because you're not seeing the results of someone who's 10 years down the line when you're at step one. Yeah, you, It'd be stupid for me to start climbing a ladder. There's two ladders step uh, side by side. There's a, a lion chasing both of us. One guy's up at the ninth ladder, uh, I don't know, ninth peg on the ladder. And I'm at uh, the third peg of the ladder. And I, there's a lion chasing both of us. And I look up at him and I say, man, I'm just going to give up. I can't believe he's at the ninth. I'm only at the third. I'm never, you know, it really, it stems forth from hopelessness that I'm never going to move forward. I'm never going to, you know, I feel like I'm doing everything I've got, not realizing that that guy started before you, mm. you know, that guy, he, he's done things before you. He, he focus on you. The Bible actually says in Corinthians that if you compare yourself in an unhealthy manner amongst yourselves and measure yourself up, that's a prideful yeah. thing when you're starting to measure yourself up to others and it becomes this prideful competition. There's healthy competition, which is good. You know, Jesus called James, uh, James and John the sons of sons yeah, of thunder. Yeah. They had a healthy competition. But then there's the unhealthy competition, which Jesus, uh, Paul said, if you do that, you're not wise. Yeah. You're not wise. You're going to you're going to eliminate yourself from the race if you start doing that because you're gonna you're gonna be a victim of discouragement, hopelessness, and you're gonna um, you're gonna feel like you know, ultimately, what am I doing wrong? That they're, and it, it might not even doing anything yeah. wrong. It's just that they, for one reason or another, you know, they started before you, whatever it is. But don't, I love that picture that they have a Michael Phelps and the oh, other yeah, swimmer. Yeah. And Michael Phelps is just focused on the finish line. And then the other swimmer is looking at Michael Phelps and he's in second place and he lost, he lost the race. And it tells you so much because winners focus on the finish line that's ahead of them. Yeah. Whereas people that, give up or never make it or are always in second they're always focusing on the winner they're always focusing yeah. on the guy ahead of them and and complaining about it Com comparison is, is is honestly a terrible thing especially i i, I think comparison obviously comparison has always been around right but the thing is i feel like in our in our day in in our lives right now like in, in the society in 2022 2021 2022 it's 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 huge because the thing is like you have like, we have social media, we have Instagram, we have Twitter, we have Facebook. And the thing is, it's so easy to look at what everybody else is doing. It's so easy to look at, you know, how people are moving forward and people are like, you know, living their lives. And, and this comparison becomes unhealthy because the thing is, you're, you're saying, 
wow, they probably have a better life than I have. Sure. They obviously have different resources than I have. They're able to do different things because A, B, and C, when in reality what we're seeing on social media is not always the, it's not always the sure. truth. You're always just seeing the, a, a highlight of somebody's life. You're sure. seeing when they're on the top. You're never seeing them when, when, when things are bad. You're never seeing them when they're climbing, right? You only see them when they reach the top and they're like, yeah. I'm going to show you how I did it, you know, but, but you never see them in the process. And that becomes unhealthy. Why? Why is it unhealthy? Because it will discourage you. It will discourage you from moving forward. A lot of people say, man, uh, I, I saw everybody else, like people have YouTube channels, people have podcasts, people have this, and you wanted to start something, but you haven't started because you feel like you don't have the necessary equipment because you feel like you're not them because God, you know, because you feel like you don't have a voice. When in reality, these people didn't have a voice. These people didn't have a YouTube channel, didn't have anything. And the reason why they achieved it is because, you know, obviously for some, I'm talking about those in the Christian world, God has given them a voice and by slowly faithfulness, by, by faithfulness and slowly moving forward, they were able to achieve something. But the thing is they were, like you said before, they were not looking at who else was doing the same thing in, in a in unhealthy comparison. They were just moving forward saying, this is what I got to do. This, this is the direction I'm going to take. And when you are comparing yourself in a healthier way, let's say, so maybe, I don't know if comparison, well, I guess comparison, mirroring your life after somebody yeah. else, you know, that's good. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, if you don't even know where you're going, look at someone that actually, you, that's where, you know, they're moving in the direction where you actually want to go. If the Lord put it in your heart that one day you're going to be preaching, you know, obviously take the necessary step to be able to go in that direction, right? Go to Bible school. Look at ministers who are doing the same thing that God put in your heart to do. That's right. You know, and that is, you know, that's when healthy comparison becomes a good thing. You got to know the direction of your life for it. Number four, hindrance to growth. And we'll finish off with this is writing the vision down, being intentional. Yes. Pastor Oscar, I know you have something on your spirit regarding this. So, so lead this one. Sure. Being intentional is just so huge. Uh, why is it so huge? Because the thing is, uh, if you're not intentional about growth, then nothing's going to happen. See, most people think that, you know, if I just pray, Lord, help me grow, it's just going to automatically happen. Yeah. And, and that's not, and that's not necessarily true. You like, obviously pray that God gives you wisdom, pray that God gives you opportunities, pray that the, that God opens doors, but then do the net, take the necessary steps, be intentional about the growth that you want to see. I'll give you an example for us at, at Remnant, for example, with a group of young adults. There are certain things that I have to be intentional about, right? If I want to see people be saved and I want growth to that happen in the church, I can't just pray about it mm -hmm. and then not do anything. I got to go, I got to put up a system that when peop, the new people, that new people are going to come into the church and hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and if I'm not doing that intentionally, then I got to go out there and tell people about Jesus. There's something that you got to do to, you know, intentionally in order to have growth. So for many of you, what does that look like? It could easily look like, man, if you want wisdom, easy. Why don't you start by reading Proverbs each and every single day? That's good. Right? If you want, you, you've been asking for wisdom. You know, great. Read uh, Proverbs. Read, understand the wisdom that comes from 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 the Lord, from the Bible, and then you're gonna have wisdom in your life. If you want to be a, a great preacher, follow those who are doing those things and be intentional about learning. You know, uh, you know what what are they preaching? Learn the same things that they're preaching about. Study them, and you're gonna be intentional about it. It's so important that we are intentional about growth because if we're not intentional what we're going to be doing is just sitting in the background sitting on a couch 
hoping that things sure. are going to happen and things don't just magically happen. You really got to be intentional about what, what you want to see, what God put in your heart and how you're going to achieve it. I talked to a lot of friends and, and, and TJ, you're one of them, is I love how intentional you are about things, right? If we are going to see growth happen in YouTube, then you got to study YouTube. You got to understand right. how, things that, how, how the algorithm works, how, uh, you know, how, how everything that comes with YouTube works yeah. so that you are actually able to get followers, subscribers, so that the gospel can keep going more out there, you know, uh, especially in these seasons. But it was been so intentional the way you have done it. Yeah. I love what, I don't know who coined the, the, the phrase or anything, but it says that you pray as though everything depended on God. Yeah. And then work as though everything depended on you. And that's huge. Reinhard Bonnke used to say, God gave you two legs in referring to like evangelism. He says, one leg is the prayer leg. You pray, pray, pray. The other leg is the going leg. You go, you go, <laughs> you go. Because if all you do pr is pray, you're just going to go in circles. Yeah. But if you pray and go, pray and preach, pray and preach, you have forward motion and the loss will be, will be won to the Lord. And that applies to anything. Yeah. You pray, God will give you the wisdom, then you go. And you be intentional. Habakkuk 2.4 or 2.2 says, I will sit and watch and see what the Lord, my God, will speak unto me, for he will speak uh, a vision to me. And the Bible says, and I will write the vision down yes. and I'll make it plain. There's something powerful about writing a vision down and making it plain on paper so that he that re reads it may run with it. If you'll just, here, here's a practical thing and then we'll close with this. Write on a piece of paper what the vision is. What do you want to do? What, how do you want to grow this year? Where do you want to go? Is your family relationships? Is it your spiritual life? Is it reading the word more? Whatever it is, write it down. This is what I want to do. There's power in writing it down. Then put it in a place where you're constantly looking at it because out of sight, out of mind, but insight in mind, and you'll, you'll constantly be reminded of it. And the Bible says when you read it, it'll actually give you a win behind you to yeah. run with the vision. Those are four hindrances to growth. Number one, you're to look back, not look back at the negative past. That's a ma massive hindrance to growth. Number two, despising small beginnings. Number three, comparison to others in an unhealthy manner. And number four, failing to be intentional is a massive hindrance to growth. Thank you for tuning in today. Pastor Oscar, thank you for having us. It was a pleasure being here. And guys, keep sharing this podcast. It's going to bless somebody else, especially if he bless you. That's right. We have broadcast Tuesday and Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern on YouTube and Facebook. Join us there. Love you. Till next time. God bless.